Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Austin Norman, joined as always by the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. We're in his wheelhouse. We're talking Husker hoops. We're talking ball here in this segment. Uh, who stood out to you? Text line 402-464-5685. Let us know. Um, also, let us know if you plan to get Mary Ellen's food for the soul tomorrow. Big thanks to them for sponsoring our show. Um, where to start, Strick? Maybe just with the offense in general. 84 points, pretty solid output. Uh, 51 in the first half before things really slowed down in the second half. I thought Nebraska had a good mix of half-court execution and transition pushing when it was available. It looked like an old experienced group that more often than not made the right play, sometimes for themselves, but usually made the right play for someone else. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, You you could tell that there were, there were, other than Eli Rice at some point, he got a little bit aggressive as the, you know, the clock started to wind down. Uh, But for the most part, a lot of those guys just played within the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was like you, you you saw Sam Hoiberg and you saw guys like uh, Sam Hoiberg and Mast and um, Bryce Williams at time, right? So here's what you had. Just a, just a couple of examples. Bryce Williams, un, they understand that uh, Darius Bean was in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And they ran down, I think, on three or four occasions early in the second half and went straight at him in the post. Bryce, Bryce. took the first three shots and I think four of the first five. Right? Mm-hmm. And that was because they knew he was not going to foul. He was not going to give any resistance. So either he was going to get a good shot or create a good shot mm-hmm. for the team. Now, out of a couple of the misses that they have, it was because... They were challenge shots, but then what I saw is once they had a few misses, they were shot faking, getting in deep, and then those shots became open shots mm. because they were drawing extra guys and you know they were finding the right guy or making the extra pass for the right guy. Mm-hmm. Then you saw, I saw something that I hadn't seen in years, which was rim running. With big guys, Alex. From two of your three new big guys. Right? Mm-hmm. You saw that. Now, then I saw a missed opportunity out of Mass, mm-hmm. who came, and it was at an advantage. They were on a five-on-four. One of the guys got stuck back, and Mass runs to three. I'm like, no, big fella. That's run straight <laughs> to the middle of the paint and get a layup in that situation. Put your hands up here. Yeah, so there, there's, you know, there's things that you you would be able to find on tape, and, I, you know, Fred, Fred is... Uh, you know, he's a professional and he understands and I'm sure he'll point those things out because those are things that as you get further along in the season, mm-hmm. you want to take advantage of that. I saw at least on three or four occasions when they literally had advantages where a guy lost a shoe or something, he fell or and they pulled it out. I'm like, oh, you, you got to see advantage on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would be no different in a football like. 10 guys, 12 guys on the field, or somebody still running off, you understand the advantage you have. Hike the ball. 
mm-hmm. you're gonna get a penalty. So mm-hmm. it's it's it, you gotta penalize uh, people for that, not settle for that. And so I think they'll get better at it. But let's be honest, Austin. This team still played without full strength and looked pretty good at doing it. I, I, I'm just, I'm just impressed. Now I understand who they're playing, and I'm not saying that's the case. Their biggest challenge mm-hmm. is going to come when they see Creighton, probably in a few mm-hmm. weeks. But then the biggest advantage they got is they have four games at home and a, a lot of home games outside of going up to the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Pentagon yep. up in Sioux South Falls. Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. So, which is a home game to them, but a neutral game in sorts. Right. But. They've got a chance to put together a nice string in the comfort of their own home and establish Mm -hmm. that home for us is trouble for anybody that comes in. They took care of business right at the first step in the runway. The guys being out, Kese Tominaga, your leading returning scorer, not there. Your best wing defender in Juwan Gary, great energy rebounding guy too, out. Ramel Lloyd Jr., who I think we were both excited to see after a year in the lab, in the weight room and, and in the gym. And Blaze Cata, who carved out a little bit of a role for himself at the end of last year. And Aaron Eulis' status still up in the air. So without those five guys, let's work our way from, from bigs down to the guards on the positional spectrum here. Um, rink mass, to me, was as advertised. Not not overly flashy. Nothing, didn't do anything crazy special, but I think he did exactly what he was supposed to. Josiah Alec, I think, is right now the best rim protector on this team. He's a little thicker than I gave him credit for. Mm-hmm. Brought the energy, hit his spot up three. Had a couple nifty passes, good switchability on defense. And then your boy, Matar Jop. The best play of the night, for most people, I assume, is going to be the dunk that he made. That you called, you called your shot on. Check out the clip, 93.7, the ticket, Twitter. But we were talking off air about this. The play that I think intrigues us both the most was the one where he got the foul. Rotates over from help side, goes up, contests the shot. Um, Lindenwood gets it back. His second jump, even though he got called for a foul, to still contest that second shot different it, it is and and he's only a freshman mm-hmm. like his toolbox is so full with things and elements of a game that can you know like I'm, I'm wondering who's working with him mm-hmm. because if he gets his if he gets his confidence footwork his body is already amazing his wingspan is already sick he gets stronger he already understands work ethic hustle he can shoot. Don't get it twisted. I know the one he shot went hard off the backboard, but that's just early nerves for a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough to come in and have that kind of poise to where you just kind of just step in with ease and just just do your thing. I mean, Eli Eli has that, but I think that's just a natural component of him in his game. But um, that young fella is going to help uh, this team in ways that you just can't really see right now. But mm-hmm. in due time, you will be able to acknowledge because – their, their ability to stretch the floor also this year is something that they haven't had in, in some years now. Guys that actually mm-hmm. you've got to uh, you've got to to uh, be aware of. You can't just come down and just like leave them and just think I'm going in here to protect the paint. Then you're in trouble. You can be mm-hmm. in trouble. Uh, on the text line, 1231 said Alec and Matar's slam dunks were powerful and fluid from the catch uh, to the elevation to the rim. Are there any big men in the past or even from other teams that you compare Alec and Matar to? Um, I would say this early stage outside of his build, uh, I, I could see Matar being like Mikey Moore, but Ooh. just with the ability to <laughs> shoot. Just just Mikey was like, like watch your head when Mikey was around mm-hmm. block shots. Uh, I can see Alec very similar to me to a, uh, uh, you know, Vincent Hamilton type, mm. 
because he the he's names. got good control in in the paint. You know, he good power dribbles. Uh, can get to his right or left hand. I was actually I was actually surprised at his offensive. I didn't I didn't just off the top of my head didn't think he had that kind of offensive prowess to Same. him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just being honest. I thought he was more of a defensive guy, but he actually has got pretty good footwork in there and knows how to create the right type of space and and he leverages like you saw Cole try to you know hit him with a couple good shoulders and he was like. Pfft not going anywhere and and forced him to basically offensive foul because he was like wait this guy didn't move he had to throw a little extra and got an <laughs> offensive foul so you saw those types of things and you, you've got to be appreciative of that mass with good body control you know their big men are, are guys like <laughs> he reminds me of a guy kind of like uh richard van pogies back in the day but just a little bit more athletic than richard was richard was just big bulky guy rink's got to watch out on the perimeter when he jumps at three point shots, he's not quite athletic enough to yeah. recover. But if he stays down, he can he can keep guys contained yeah. well enough on the defensive end. Um, let's move down to the wings here. Strike again. No Jawan Gary for the Huskers. No Ramel Lloyd. Uh, Ramel might be a you know more of a guard, but he'll play some wing for Nebraska. But the two guards that I think we focus on are Bryce Williams and Eli Rice. From from my vantage point, this perspective, they seem like very similar guys. Smooth, fluid. Athletic enough, but not necessarily explosive, score-first kind of guys. I don't want to say they're, they're lacking energy or they're you know off in their own world. I think those are both guys that are score-first mentality. You saw Bryce Williams get a few buckets, make a nice pass from the, the right block out to the top of the key for a three early on, shoveled one to Demarcus Lawrence as well. Tough going for Eli Rice in his first actual game as a freshman. If I'm Fred Hoyrick, I'm having Eli Rice just follow Bryce Williams around, and I'm having both those guys give me an extra 5-10% on defense, especially when things are tough on offense. Yeah, there's no question. I don't think you can, at this point in this in, in this juncture of the season, you, you can't probably put both of them on the court at the same time just because they're very similar and, and, and they've got to continue to raise their level. But here's the thing about this team also. Their depth and the possibility of their depth is huge for this team, meaning you can't be out there just lackadaisical and tricking it off and, Mm -hmm. you know, just doing your own willy nilly thing, because guess what? There's a soft bench right next to (laughs) where there's a guy that can come off and fill your spot. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute since you really felt like that was the case because even with Hoiberg stepping up now, like he's deep. This team is so deep that anybody can come in and fill the void. And like, I, I, I would venture to say, unless somebody is like, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Super hot, like NBA Jam on fire mm-hmm. that you you may not see anybody play 30 minutes a game. Right. Like, Which Nebraska's had to have in years past. Yes. Sam Greasel last year, Derek Walker, Walker last year, Isaiah right. Roby years past, Hanif Cheatham, uh, Bryce McGowan's before he got hurt, Trey before he got hurt. Nebraska's never been this deep in Fred Hoiberg's time. No, I agree. And and you you you'd be hard pressed to find somebody 
getting. I, I think you'll see a lot of guys in that 15, 18 range. If they're hot that night, they'll jump over him on the 20 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you'll have a consistent amount of guys that, that will find themselves there in that 20 range. Even when Blaze comes back, probably the minutes will be split depending on matchups and depending on the, who they're playing. You mm-hmm. could probably see Blaze having a, 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 a probably a better night with, um, you know, if they had to play Purdue. Right. You know, somebody mm-hmm. like that. Wisconsin, right? maybe. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other side, you can see them both being able to play together at, at different times. Mm-hmm. Then you will see times where the big men, you know, you'll probably see more of Alec and Jawan at the four, depending on the matchup. And then you'll get to mm-hmm. Bryce. I mean, they, they're, they're so freaking long that you can actually throw guys out there. Uh, I'd like to see them dominate a little bit more on the rebounds. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that, you know, even on a good shooting night where this team shot bad, that your numbers are still that close. I don't like that. I don't like 44 to 40 with a uh-huh. bad shooting. Like those are secured rebounds. As bad as the score is by 30, 32, it could have been 42, mm-hmm. if not more, if, you, if you're if you securing rebounds the way that you should. Some of that's on big guys. Some of it's on guards, who we'll get to in just a sec here. Um, 0129 asked, why didn't uh, Ramel Lloyd Jr. play last night? He's still working Coming his way back from a knee injury. Yeah. So uh, hoping he's available Later this week, if not this week, maybe in the next week or so. So definitely stay tuned for that. Let me just lob this one up to you, Strick. The deepest position group on this team is the guards. There's a lot of them that, that got minutes, a lot of them that deserve minutes. Who stood out to you positively or negatively from last night's game for Nebraska? Oh, I, to be honest, I like Boogie. Okay. Uh, I like Coleman. I, I, the reason is, is you can tell that when it got into his hands, there was a calmness. There was a um, you can you can see that he's going to make sure they get them into something good, something productive. Uh, usually happen. I wish I had his plus minus numbers next to me. Boogie this went. He was plus three in okay. nineteen minutes. Okay, so even still, I mean, obviously he led the team. Wait, wait, wait. plus nineteen. Sorry. Okay, plus see, 19. I, know, I, 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 I had thought that because he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, but twice out of six, uh, what do you have? Four assists. He led the team mm-hmm. in assists. Um, so I, the thing that I would also say is I loved, it looked very kind of reminiscent in some ways to, to the way we played style wise, mm. push, push it up, trail action, deep post action. It was like, it, it was like they pushed hard. Nothing was there. Got into something good. Mm-hmm. Whereas you you seen in the Verge days and the Bryce days where that push could turn into I'm throwing it up on three guys. You had that <laughs> happen a couple like with Eli, you know, mm-hmm. just when he was trying to get some opportunities. But yeah, I I, I like Boogie. I liked CJ actually. I thought CJ his body looked good. Mm-hmm. I thought he played pretty well. Took a couple of shots that he probably could have you know had a better look. Like he got stuck down there in the paint. Mm-hmm. You're around three guys, CJ. No, kick that thing out. That's not that one. That's not the <laughs> one. You know, so there's a couple of situations like that. Otherwise, his numbers I thought could have been better. And, um, you know, say what you will, I, I, I still like Hoiberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hoiberg looked good both on the defensive side of things. You found him. They found him on a couple of great uh, uh, kickouts and knocked him down. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I liked Hoiberg last night as well. Same Hoiberg. I think did the the guard version of what Josiah Alec did didn't play outside himself did exactly what his role was and was rewarded for it he was the leading scorer on the game uh, with 15 points not just for Nebraska it led anyone on Lindenwood as well um, 
Jerron Coleman, a couple really nice passes the behind the back dish for a three, and then the the kind of underhanded uh, pass to Alec on the rim run for the dunk. Great passing ability. I'm going to be monitoring his attitude. There are a couple times, Strick, he looked a little Luka Doncic-esque out there. Thought he, he got a call or needed a call that he didn't get. Didn't put his head down and run back. We're still talking about it a minute later. If he's going to be a point guard and, and lead that team, he's got to be able to flush it. But I, I'm not going to get too much into that in game one. Mm. CJ's the glue guy. For me, he absolutely is. But Jamarcus Lawrence, I think, can be an X factor. He started last year with injuries. Looked like he forced it a couple times, but had a couple nice opportunities in transition as well. Did hit a couple threes. I don't know if Jamarcus Lawrence is a starter for this team this year, but I think he can be a great scoring guard off the bench to spark them some nights. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And you've got a lot of ways that you can use him. I think he's his defense is better than what it was last night. Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. still can be very active defensively and pressuring guys and getting after them. He's very long as far as his wingspan. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like I said, we still haven't seen the best of probably what this team could put out there. I sure hope not after one game. Uh, Brad and Baldwin, no word on Aaron Euless. We're still awaiting a decision from the NCAA there. I'll throw this one to you, Strick. A man named Ashley says, uh, do you feel like we shot too many threes and maybe struggled to get the ball inside to score? Um, I, I, I think they were a little bit attentive on some, some entry passes. Didn't want to, it, it takes energy to create the angle sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, there was one instance where, uh, Bryce Williams was at elbow top of the key, kind of tried to throw a wrap around. You got to kind of take a dribble or two to kind of create that space. Uh, guys were posted up strong in the paint. Just that little hesitation, maybe didn't want to have a turnover. So, I think they'll get better at that. They continue to work together. But remember, um, probably a lot of those team combinations, they didn't really play together in in practice. They're playing probably against each other. Mm -hmm. And the more time that they get acclimated to where guys are going to be, you'll probably see that begin to get a little bit better. Last year's Nebraska team was very much inside out with with Walker and Greasel starting a lot of it in case they running off some screens. um, Stat broadcast, which I have pulled up here, it says Nebraska shot 33s last night out of 56 total field goal attempts. That's a lot. A lot. That's a high number, a but I think probably 25, 26 of them were good shots, were shots that you want guys to take in rhythm, in transition, off the catch. Um, and maybe even a couple of the ones that I would say were a little early, a little quick, were ones that they're being encouraged to take. So I, I'd love to know the game plan a little bit more there. But the other thing I'll add... The percentage then, is good. Percentage was 9 of 19 in the first That's, half, cooled uh, off a little bit, but yeah. 11 of 30, you absolutely take that for this team at 36.7%. But with 33s out of 56 shots, that leaves you 26 other shots from somewhere. According to Stat Broadcast, 17 layups and two dunks for Nebraska. So that's 19 shots right at the rim. Demarcus Lawrence missed a couple. Um, that's four points that I think he could have had very easily, uh, one in transition and one just out of the half court. So Nebraska only took, if my math is correct, that would be seven shots from from mid-range, which is the diet I think Fred Hoiberg wants. You have a, a, a Coleman, a Williams, uh, even you know Demarcus Lawrence guys, you can get to the mid-range, but it was enough threes that were mostly good. It was, even if it wasn't post-ups, they got... I think enough at the rim in good opportunities and let the guys that are supposed to take mid-range Jays take them. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, 
Bryce Williams got a burner on him. So, mm-hmm. you know, the some of the shots that he took, you could tell that once he like like me just being a basketball player and watching it, right? Some of the shots that they missed, it wasn't even that they weren't good. It was that their footwork wasn't ready. Mm. You understand? It's like they caught it trying to get their footwork together, and then you, you're trying to let – no, you, you've got to be already in footwork set. As soon as you catch it, then you're just into motion, right? Mm. This is what this is where you know people look at Steph Curry and they wonder how the heck is he able to get – he gets it done in, in ahead of time with his footwork. His mm. footwork is already set, squared – uh, he knows. Okay, if I come off of this, my, I'm, I'm turning this foot to the, you know, this back foot to get it square to be ready to launch. The footwork is the is the main key to making sure you're getting a good attempt at at a shot. And I saw CJ and Bryce on a couple of occasions. They just weren't ready. The shot, the pass comes, and they just weren't ready to shoot. And so then the shoot shot's either off or it's a little short. And that's just because you're not shooting on the way up as opposed to on the way down. That's just some technical stuff. You guys, you know, that I, that I just realized from watching and also being, being a player and things I had to realize for myself. We'll have to do a video breakdown at some point. So you can point out just where the feet are yeah. looking because it's one thing to say it, but you have the eye for it. It's hard to, to get that across sometimes yeah. when people can't see, but uh, we appreciate everyone texting in on the Sarder Heyman text line. A uh, man named Ashley, Notorious B.I.B., Tommy, Brad from Baldwin, all the rest of you. Keep it up. Again, any final thoughts on Husker basketball? Anything going on in, in the Big Ten? Let us know. We're going to step aside and play the shootout. It's Tuesday, so 30 bucks to is Buffalo Tuesday? Wings and Rings is Tuesday? on Tuesday? the line for you. We're doing college basketball. We've been talking about it all hour. Hope you've been paying attention. We'll play the shootout with Strick. But we need a competitor if you call 402-464-5685. Take on Stricky for your chance to 30 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings after this break.